Last time on QuestFest. Lionel and Bonbon struck a new bargain with the Declores and set off for the former city of Taloon with Marius and Cosette to accompany them. They travel through the city of Crossroads and make good time to the lost town. But there, they find Bastion soldiers. Lionel plots a sneak attack, but Bonbon loses her footing. What happens next? Let's find out on QuestFest. Well, that's hilarious. Then Marius can Cosette roll the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you guys roll? 16. 18. Okay, Bonbon. Bon. Well, that's great. So that was your surprise round. Yeah, that was, yeah, a surprise uh-huh. attack. So now dropped into order and maybe hopefully ahead of him still. So you dart out, you clock him over the head, and then you immediately hide. Beat. Beat. It appears as though there are two people whose turns pass and nothing happens. Oh, they both rolled really well higher than us. (laughs) That's why I was like... (laughs) That's awesome. Bon Bon, it's your turn. There is a stumbling paladin who is drawing a sword... Uh, and is beginning to uh, raise his voice. What do you do? I go into rage and storm out at him. (laughs) All right. Rage. I'm a fucking barbarian. Okay. So you rage. Mm -hmm. Describe it for me. Um... He's within probably 10 or 15 feet of you, so you can storm straight to him if that's what you're doing. Yeah, probably just coming straight out of wherever I was badly hiding and coming at him, going for an attack. Are you doing anything while you storm at him? No. (laughs) Other than attacking. Okay. So you come out in a silent rage. Yes, Oh, you're well, wanting them to make a noise to yes. alert other people. I don't want them to. I'm merely clarifying if it did or did not happen. Hey, man, I'm not Tom. I'm just... You're a barbarian who's raging. I am raging. You are making sounds, I will warn <laughs> not you. Not a Dragon Ball Z character. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. We are stuck. That was what I was looking for. I wanted Bon Bon to just start powering Go super up. super <laughs> Nope. Um, all right. I knew that I made Roll. a noise, and I... Decided to go at it. It went ham. Yeah. Roll. Roll attack. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, what do I add to attack? I'm going to ask this every single time. Your no. strength modifier and your proficiency bonus if you're proficient in the weapon you're using. I'm going to, since I have a great axe, I feel like that's not effective to knock someone out with. Totally is. Uh, it's I bullshit, mean, but it's a, you're what, hitting him with the flat end. I, yeah, but in my brain... I probably just step out into the road and shoot my crossbow at him. 
Crossroads cannot be non-lethal. What? Ranged attacks cannot what? be non-lethal. For yeah. real? What? For real. It's a really stupid rule. Believe me, I can't I've run this shoot out his knee. Nope. It is. What? It is a called shot. It's what? a super annoying part of D and D. But this is actually a thing. This we should put on the podcast. I'll um, I'll, yeah. I'll be listening through this part anyway. Yeah. It is actually a really dumb thing, but believe mm-hmm. me, that is actually, it's one of the ones I debate on house ruling, but the concept is you cannot, you cannot make ranged attacks non-lethal. Um, even magic, that's part of the problem, unless you use uh, something like uh, one of the cantrips that are sword cantrips. Like uh, green flame blade or something. Mm-hmm. Those can be non-lethal because there's a weapon attack. But anything ranged cannot be. I have a javelin, and I'm going to hit him with the back of it. <laughs> cool. So I got a um, um, 18. Um, you succeed. Yay. You're using your javelin, so that's a D8, right? D6. D6, I'm sorry. Um, since I'm using the back of it, it's probably bludgeoning instead of piercing damage. If you wanted to, well... It's if you use the back end of it, it'd be an improvised weapon. Mm-hmm. So it's a D four. Oh my god! <laughs> Mechanics versus what makes sense. Yeah, fine. It's a. Uh, what do I add for Your damage? Strength. Okay, so eight. Okay, so you do eight damage. Um, he is still standing. Uh, he looks wobbly. But he is still standing. He is also making a loud, fearsome sound. Great. Uh, he is yelling at mm. this point. Is your move, Lionel? All right, I'm sneak attacking him again because okay. I am hidden. Yep. That's also why I ran at him. I have advantage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Glad I have advantage. Is it's a one and a crit? Yes. <laughs> All right. This is going to be uh, an absurd amount of damage to be non-lethal. Go ahead and roll it. <laughs> he has like two hit points left, okay. so this is particularly fun because oh, I... That's a one on my... Well, that's a D8. Never mind. Uh, that was... I rolled a D6. That's a seven. Oh, yeah. It's crit. 28 damage. Oh my god. Yeah, he's knocked out. Non lethal. Because DD rules are silly sometimes. All right, he's out. Like a light. All right, so I I think we like, I'm talking quietly to you, like, we need to move fast and quietly. And I make the gesture over to Marius and Gazette to come help because I want to drag this guy off and not leave Trace. They come up quickly and efficiently. You notice in the distance, even with just your passive perception, the torchlights are coming your way. You're able to pick him up. Marius and Cossette between them just lift him on each side. And we're just making it into cover. Okay. So you duck into cover and you get hidden. I would like to also, is it, what kind of check would it be to like obscure our trail? Because they could certainly see like, yeah. Where? I'm pretty sure it's a ranger thing. We too. moved through, right? A uh, ranger has walk without. Um, but a you can just try and do it. 
Uh, and it is a nature check. Nature check. Mm -hmm. I will also try to help. 15. I didn't do anything. You helped. Technically, you have advantage on it. So. Oh, okay. So the help action uh, specifically 18. is typically mm -hmm. to give someone advantage. Um, unless you both are trying to do it, which is hilarious because I imagine you competing to be like, I'm bending it this way. No, it goes this way. This is where you put it. I mean. If the deer go <laughs> over it, there'd be, it'd be here. Which sounds exactly like you two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so I did it really bad, and he no, did like pretty this. okay. Your, your being bad at it helped me be better at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you quickly hide the trail. Um, you see pretty quickly the paladins come forward, and you see them uh, looking around. Uh, when they don't see um, their fellow uh, companion, they retreat back to the barracks. Um, you've moved into the woods at this point, so it's difficult to see what else is going on. Mm -hmm. How far back do you go? I think like 40 feet. Okay, so you're still you're still near. I'm so. still yeah, okay. I want to be near and I'm going to use my rope um yeah. to tie him his arms to like behind him okay. yeah. to a tree. Okay. Um and some sort of I think I have like a handkerchief or something mm -hmm. to gag him. Yeah. So that's a sleight of hand just for the rope. We'll go ahead and get that. Um, you can help if you like. Yeah, Please sure. help. I'll help. That was a one. That's an 11 plus seven. That's an 18. Okay. That is much better. So you tie a fairly sturdy knight after Bon Bon points out that all you had done is tie a shoelace knot the first time. <laughs> um, you're nervous. <laughs> Marius and Cosette are... I, so here's the thing about Lionel. I th he's a lot of talk. <laughs> but he's never, like... I, he's skilled because, I mean, like, he's had, like, training. But I, and he's sneaky, but I don't think he's ever actually done any, like, serious things with stakes like this. Yeah. I mean, he's done, obviously, like, black market arms dealing and everything. Sure. For the Parsons family, but he's never... This is outside his comfort zone. He's going to stay cool. Yeah. But he might slip up. Yeah. I mean, this is a scary situation. Yeah. You've committed treason, technically, by attacking a paladin. That's a, that's a big deal. <clears throat> I haven't. Yeah. Barney, yeah. Barney Stinson has. <laughs> <laughs> the legend grows deeper. Okay. So, what do you do? He is knocked out. Um, you can wait for him to awaken, or mer you can like medicine him. check to yeah, like help it to him you. wake up. You, I don't know. You knocked him out so firmly that <laughs> no, yeah, you can wake. <laughs> um, after a short time, he would he'll wake up if you want to wait, or you can give him a quick sip of like uh, a health potion. I won't like hold it against you like the whole okay. thing, but yeah, I'll do that. Sort of a. Flavor thing here. Him. Mm -hmm. Like, smell it. <laughs> Basically. Marius and Cossette are standing sort of statues on each side of him watching. And then you're standing in front, right? Or were yes, you? Okay. With my hood on. Okay. He awakens and he looks up at you. He's a mid sized, uh, human ish looking figure. Um, he has cropped ears. 
Um, looks as though, uh, looks as though actually he may have lost them and been reattached at some point. They look, uh, there's a large scar that runs parallel from one all the way, creating a almost pseudo smile underneath his neck. Uh, his short cropped hair and is in scale mail. Um, his long sword was still on him. It was in his hand. Uh, did you leave it on the road or did you take it with you? Take it with me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you have the long sword currently. He has a buckler that is attached to his arm on the left side. Not anymore. Um, he no longer has a buckler attached. Um, this is why I asked these things. Okay. He wakes up and he's gagged. So you hear... And he narrows his, and he narrows his eyes when he sees you. And he waits. I very slowly move the gag. I'm waiting for him to make noise because I'll shove it right back in his fucking mouth. I'm not playing around. Okay. As you bring it out, he spits. <laughs> And he looks and he says, is this a trick? I guess, of, of sorts. Do I look like a magician? He looks over and he seems to be able to see you. Um, kind of looking in your direction and looking at your figure. He looks back at you. And he observes around, and his eyes, he's taking in everything, slowly. I cover his eyes. Okay. With the gag. If you were going to kill me, you made a mistake. Never intended to kill you. If I wanted to kill you, you'd be dead. I've heard that before. All right, so it's simple. We're after one thing. He Brian stares. opens his eyes at me. <laughs> he doesn't stare anywhere because he's got a kerchief over his eyes. You're right. Well, he's looking <clears throat> at you. That makes sense. So he, and actually, that silence is perfect because he looks at you, his eyes widen sort of in a questioning manner, and you can't see it because it's behind a kerchief that you tied there. <laughs> a doll. You want a toy? A specific one. They sell them in Bastion. A very specific one. And I describe the doll. He... As you do so. Burlap, white hair, crummy brown dress. So you thought that you would knock out and kill, well, not kill, knock out a paladin and ask him for a doll. A very specific doll. It's here. It's all I need. And I'll be gone. How long have you been stationed here? Uh, I don't know, a month. He seeks out the 
person speaking and looks, well, turns his head towards you. Why? I'm just wondering how much use you are to us. I'm of no use to you. If you think I will help whoever you are, you are sadly mistaken. Okay, he's no use to us. All right. I put the gag back in his mouth and we move, leave. I knock him out again. <laughs> As you're on your way out, you uh, go ahead and roll for it. Okay. I don't want you to knock him out. We're playing a game. I'm a barbarian, baby. <laughs> She's a barbarian, baby. That was in character. What am I doing? Just a, just a melee attack. I probably didn't hit. I no, think. he's he's tied up. You. Oh. Quite probably did. Um, nine. He's effectively prone. You should have advantage. Yeah, you have exactly. I was like, there's something I'm missing. Thank you. Advantage, probably. Mm, a little bit better. Twelve. Um, you should hit with a twelve. Okay. He's he doesn't have most of his armor class. He's sitting. Yeah. <laughs> Prone and tight, he can't move, so. <clears throat> you clock him. He is knocked unconscious, because that's how that works. Mm-hmm. I wake him the fuck back up. <laughs> um, it takes a little while. Okay, uh, I do wake him up, and then yeah. I, I, I do everything to wake him up, and then I legitimately walk away again. I come back. Can I roll stealth to come back behind the tree that he's... You can. And as you do so... It's a fucking one. God damn it. You hear him chanting in what seems to be a rhythmic tone... Oh, uh, as soon as I'm up there, there is a dagger against his throat. It sounds like prayer, to clarify. It doesn't sound like a spell. It sounds like prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, you roll a one. Are you still pulling the dagger? Yeah, I mean, okay. that... Just making sure. Yeah, he knows I'm there. Yeah. But I'm doing that. And I bring the gag up above his... Or from his mouth to his eyes. This game? Boy... Did they teach you to intimidate paladins? We don't break easily. Okay. How many hit points does he have? About. How much would I... At this point, he's got like one. Okay. Um, Technically... Can't deal half hit points. No. If you want to threaten him, you can draw blood. I won't count that as drawing a hit point. I am. I've already died once for her. That's what I fucking thought. Oh my god. Can I put the gag back in his mouth and break his wrist? Sure. That'll knock him unconscious again. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Also, straight to torture, boys. Session two. Good job, guys. <laughs> I, we gotta get information somehow. Did you really knock him out again? I mean, unintentionally. Did you break his wrist? Yeah. Okay. Oh God. 
I wake him the fuck back up again. I... Let's cut the shit, man. What do you need from me to get the information I need? All I need is this one very specific doll. That's it. He's wheezing. You can tell he's in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a breathy sound. I swore an oath. We don't break. <laughs> Marius and Cosette, are you any use to us here? Hmm. Paladins. Tricky. They are tough to break. The whole betraying their very religion. Maybe try a squire. You fucking kidding? Well, that or convince him that giving us the information isn't a violation of his oath. After all, what is a doll? Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. I, I suppose I don't see why it's a violation of your oath. He looks at you. He's hurting. Um... He doesn't say anything. Roll a persuasion check. And also, give me a good reason. I don't know. I I legitimately don't know why it'd be a good reason to persuade him. I don't have anything. (coughs) You don't know anything about it. It's just a doll. It's just a doll. Is that so? I guess what I should say, what I'm asking, kind of out of character, is legitimately that. What is the route of which you're going to persuade him? Is it going amongst? It's just a doll. Why is this a violation? Yeah. Or are you going more of a like? Yeah, I assume that. I, okay. It's yeah. That's all I was looking it's for. It's just a doll. I don't. I really don't see why it'd actually be a violation of your oath. Okay. Go. Cool. I just wanted to make sure. Like I said, I'm kind of. You have broken this man's wrist and drawn blood. Why am I rolling so bad? You have... It's a 12. Mm. You've been rolling very bad is what I was going to say. (laughs) Um, That was a 5 on the dice. (coughs) Or 7 on the dice, plus 5. He... Because someone like you wants it. Someone like me? What do you think someone like me is? Kidnapper. Robber. Attacked me. (sighs) Well, one, the attacking you was not my idea. Two, I'm not robbing anything. This doll belongs to someone, and I'm just retrieving it for them. Roll an insight. Also, if you give me the information you want, I'm very sorry we dealt you harm. That was not my intention. I'll give you the rest of this healing potion. Uh, insight first, and then persuasion. Can I roll insight Holy two? shit. I'm rolling two. Um, yes, you can. Seven. Eleven. 
You both think he seems genuinely truthful when he seems not to have much knowledge of the doll. Uh, when you say doll to him, it seems to be like, okay, that thing. He recognizes it clearly, but... He recognizes that there is a doll. Mm-hmm. Roll persuasion. Eleven. Okay. He looks around. And you won't tell anybody? No, of course not. The whole potion? Absolutely. And I'll fix your wrist so that it sets properly. The potion should take care of it, I think. You don't think that the doll... The doll is just a... Why do you want it? Someone wants it back. That is all I am at the liberty to say. Will it hurt anyone? To my knowledge, no. It's just a doll. Marius and Cossette chime in. It is just a doll. It can't hurt anyone. You see him start to get a little relaxed, or not quite relaxed, but disheveled. His his shoulders droop. They can't find out I got caught again. Fine. <laughs> Give me the potion, and I'll I'll tell you where the doll is. Don't want to be stuck out here for the rest of my life. All right. Do indeed administer the potion to him, the whole thing. Okay. He drinks the potion. You need to roll his healing, or you? Uh, go ahead and roll it. 2d4 plus 2. Yep. Uh, 7. Okay. He looks relatively rejuvenated. His wrist resets. And he says, And my sword? You can give it to me you after, a, but. You I had just, a sword? I don't. I don't recall having a sword. You having a sword? I I beat you so handily the first round. I'll need my sword and shield Just back, or they'll ask where it is. Oh shit! Of course, here. The long sword didn't do anything better than my rapier did. It is it just a D eight? I'm proficient in them. Um, no, it's a D eight. Yeah. Okay. The only I thing that it can shit. do is you could. It's versatile, but that wouldn't help you as a. I can't. I don't think I can do like two mm-hmm. two hands. And the, they're not magical. Clearly, they're well made, but they're not magical. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. Anyway. Yes, here they are. I still have not untied him. He looks around, even though he can't see. We lost it. It's not far. Do you know the lake just north of here? Yes. Uh, Well, my first week here, we might have took it to the lake. Why? It's creepy, (laughs) man. 
it is a terrifying it stares at you it's a doll anyway I threw it in the lake okay are you a good swimmer no but it floats it just he, he kind of crinks his head uh, something grabbed it so are you coming to help us retrieve it no I told you where it is if you take it and leave I won't tell everyone else okay but if you don't come and help us retrieve it you stay tied up here. And then they'll know that you got captured again. Hmm. I see him think. No. No. I'd rather be captured. I knock him out again. No, you don't. <laughs> I stop you from okay. doing it. I have it. On your word, to your God, that you won't tell them that Barney Stinson captured you. As my oath as a paladin, I swear it. Very well, then. I untie him. Level up your next adventure with Adventure Arcade Escape Rooms. You've probably heard of escape rooms, and you've maybe even played some. If you don't know, an escape room is a real-life adventure where you're the hero. Oh, like me. <laughs> no, like me, the star. An escape room is a cooperative adventure where you work together. Not all escape rooms are about breaking out of a room, and at Adventure Arcade, you aren't physically locked inside of a room. The stories are about solving a mystery, uncovering a conspiracy, or just sneaking out of your bedroom in the 1980s. In fact, if you're ever in the Danville, Illinois area, you can get 10% off your experience at Adventure Arcade Escape Rooms by using the code QUEST10 at checkout online. Just visit AdventureArcadeEscapeRooms.com to book. It saves you some money, plus it helps out the Quest Fest podcast. I could pay full price. Oh, look, rich boy. Not everyone is as wealthy as you, and they're supposed to use the code to help the podcast. Remember, that's 10% off Adventure Arcade Escape Rooms in Danville, Illinois, with the code QUEST10. That's Q U E S T. One zero at checkout. If you would like to advertise with us as well, you can email us at questfestpod at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at questfestpod. And now, back to the adventure.
Untie him. Untie him. He removes the bounds and sort of rubs his wrist, and he takes off. Not like sprinting, but he sort of a quick, like, goodbye, and leaves. He is not sticking around to see if we're going to uh, take it back. And you see him begin to march as though he is still... Very uh, good. All right. Seems like we have our mission. The lake. This should be fun. I remember fishing there. That wasn't fun. Sounds like we're doing some sort of fishing again. All right. That's where we go. Okay. Are you going right now or do you want to wait until morning? I'd like to camp, yeah. Okay. Get a rest. So, But we do move from where we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. In case he comes back, goes back oh, on yeah. his word. I yeah. mean, we're not going to camp right where we had him. No, totally. Out. So, I'll, do you head towards the lake, or do you just kind of go deep? So. Okay. So, it's about an hour's journey north. Okay. So, well, it's an hour at night. It's probably 15, 30 minutes walk during the day. Um, we get close, and then yeah, camp. camp again. Yep. Cosette and Marius, again, do the whole camp dance mm-hmm. <laughs> very quickly. Um, no campfire this time, of course, uh, keeping it light. I set up my bell again. Yep. I mean, a slight of hand again. If you would. I know. Holy shit. What'd you roll? Three. Mm-hmm. Jesus. It's, it's a ten, but... I'll uh, sleep outside again. Do you want to help me with the bell? Yeah, I can help you with the bell. <laughs> Technically, you have to say if you help before the roll, okay. but I will allow it. It'll be a 10. It's I mean, it with a 10. in okay. character, he could have caught... I'm just, I'm just being, I'm being finicky because it's my job. Well, I don't think in character he would ask for help. No, I would not. So, if he fucked it up, he would probably just not say anything. Random pack okay. of wolves. <laughs> uh, random pack of wolves come up and eat you. It's terrible. It's bloody everywhere. Um, no, night passes. But they ring the bell. And they ring the damn we're bell. We're alerted. Yep. No, so the night passes um, with no... Uh, the sun rises and nothing has occurred. Okay. Uh, cool. You are fully rested. You have back your charge of barbarianship, i.e. rage. Mm-hmm. The lake is probably 15, 20 minutes from you at this point. Do you go straight there? Mm-hmm. Okay. You skirt to the lake. Skirt. Within, when you get to about five minutes away, you feel a presence. Roll perception. Oh, boy. Stop using those metal dice. That's a two. 16. <laughs> Plus three. It's a five. Okay. This is 16. awful. Yeah, you are rolling very badly tonight. I haven't rolled above a seven in very many rolls. Yeah, it's pretty rough, man. Um, it's rough. Bon Bon, you sense something watching you, but when you look around, you don't see anything. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but it, it tastes or feels... Uh, like the same feeling you get when you're in a crowded room. You can tell that somebody is watching you. 
Okay. Always feel like somebody's watching me. What she said. <laughs> okay. Do you proceed closer? What do you do? Yep. Yep. Marius and Cosette are whistling. Simultaneously, in harmony. Of course they are. What's up with the whistling? This is exciting. Why? We haven't been here in a while. What's exciting about it? It's an adventure. We're a team. Mm. Mm -hmm. Indeed we are. You haven't been here in a while, or the Jack hasn't been here in a while? We haven't been here in a while. All right. Do you know what's in the lake? The doll. Other than that, thank you. Well, when we were young, fish. And a dog. <laughs> Inter dog. Hi. I would like to throw a rock in the lake. So you do approach and enter the clearing. Okay. So once you sort of exchange over, they stop whistling. Um, you enter a small clearing. The lake is not large, and calling it a lake is frankly an overstatement. It's really more of a glorified pond. Um, it has a maybe 60 feet across, um, and then there is a small track of land that, uh, Cuts almost dead across it, creating almost a land bridge. And on each side, uh, a lot of green moss. Uh, but otherwise, it looks very natural. It's um, very clear water. Um, you can't see the bottom, but the top is very picturesque. Um, the light blue sort of framed against the green. Around it, though... As you look closer, perception checks. Wow, a good roll. That's a 22. I only got a nine. Lionel's perception kicks into high gear. <laughs> Your ears go up. Literally. You hear buzzing. Oh. And you notice the trees around the lake all lean forward as though arched, uh, as though the wind has pulled them perhaps, or maybe um, there's something tied to them. Um, as you get closer, that sort of presence you feel is much more present. Hmm. Marius and Cosette seem to be having the time of their lives. They look ecstatic, and as they get close, you notice, with your role, Lionel, they break stride with each other. Um, one uh, Cosette taking off her shoes um, and going to dip her feet in the lake, and Marius... Uh, looking around the uh, the lake floor as though seeking for something, 
like a stick, perhaps, or a stone. Hmm. What do you guys do? I kind of want to watch them and see what they do, or mm-hmm. if anything happens. Okay. This is pretty strange behavior for them. Cassette settles down and uh, on the sort of land bridge and has her feet dangling um, in uh, the water and is not saying anything but smiling. Um, Marius has found what looks to be several uh, stones that have been eroded by the water and is skipping them across the lake. They are the very vision of children who have discovered their favorite lake. Mm. I would like to investigate the trees. Why they're all leaning. So, to do so, you'll need to kind of scope around the lake, which is totally doable. You'd just be walking around the edge, too. Um, Do you join her, Lionel, or? Them. Them, um, thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that wrong the whole time. You have. You said them once. It's the player. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yes, but I think I'm like maybe more so investigating. Like I'll go with them, but more so investigating the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you look around the water, both of you roll perception checks. Dang, I'm rolling better now. 19. Me too. Oh, nice. You notice in the water, um, you see fish floating around the top. Um, Again, you notice you distinctly cannot see the bottom once it drops off. And it appears that, much like many lakes, there is two or three feet, well, more than that, than three or four feet of uh, shallows. And then it does seem to, like, drop. Um, but it is clear and you see fish floating around the top lazily, um, moving around the trees. As you get close, the buzzing becomes, um, very, uh, it becomes louder, um, but almost pulsing. Mm. Uh, as you get close to the trees, you recognize very quickly there is something inside of them or something that Mm -hmm. is causing them to buzz. Ooh. Like in the actual tree or in the branches? Um, you're not certain from where okay. you are. You're probably at this point about 30 to 60 feet away, but the branches of the tree are dense and it is covered in this mossy green, much like everything else around here. Mm. Do you continue going for, uh, forward? I'm going to nudge him and be like, hey, there's definitely something up with these trees. <clears throat> Noted. Um, yeah, this whole place has kind of given me the creeps. Let's, uh, I don't know, though. Let's <laughs> continue to search for a doll, I guess. Cassette and Marius, you notice, um, have proceeded to, it uh, looks like they're getting back on the task. Um, Cassette is lacing up uh, her boots, and Marius is skimming the water, it looks like, with his hand. You see him sort of, uh, shoving back and forth to see if he can see deeper. Um, and they're making their way. They're probably 30 feet from you. 
um, now-ish, maybe, maybe closer to 40. As you go closer to the trees, um, and I won't make you re-roll this, you see with your 19, there are figures in the limbs, mm -hmm. small figures, um, and the humming begins to take shape as you get closer. Um, what was a distinct groaning hum starts to turn into almost a light buzzing harmony as though several voices all at once singing in a perfect straight tone. Straight tone? Mm-hmm. Like... But it's not like a tune? It's not like... It's like a one... same tune that they were whistling earlier? Mm-mm. Okay. It's just a straight harmony, but it is... It is distinctly perfect. There is no vibrato. It is a straight perfect note. The creatures, or what you can see of them, look like roll nature. They're small humanoid figures, roughly one to two feet in size. Eight. Mm, seven. You don't have a word for them. But you've seen them before, and even in fables, and even as uh, some particularly will come to town. But they are large-eared, um, doe-eyed, with a mouth full of vicious, sharp teeth. Hmm. There is probably at least 12 of them, just from a light count. No, from in, all the in the tree line that you can see. I wave to them. Hello, friends. As you do, the note raises oh. with your arm. Ah. As though escalating. Marius and Cassette have noticed this. They begin to walk towards you when Marius stops and he points and he says, I see it. And when he points, the note drops. Mm -hmm. And I, I point and say, where? There? And point way up in the air. <clears throat> and it goes up again, this searing, soaring high note. And he says, no. There. Up there, I say, very fucking loudly. And I look at him intently. He gives you the signal you gave him before when you told him to wait for the signal. Good. Does he? Do you nod or what? Okay. Yes. You nodded in person, so I want to make sure mm -hmm. for the audience. Uh, <laughs> so he nods back at you sharply. Now, um, Marius and Cosette are back in extreme. Uh, they're in sync. Okay. So he's uh, stopped pointing and is looking at your cue for what to do. Can I walk back toward him and continue to like? I want to continue to talk to them and say, like, look at the weather. Isn't it beautiful out here? And, like, gesturing up to the sky. And I want to walk and walk right in front of him so that maybe he can reach down and grab the doll and be obscured. Okay. So they don't see him. You do so. Um, and do you give him a... Uh, how do you signal? I just, I mean, I, I feel like I'm hopefully close enough to just talk to him okay. quietly enough that they can't hear. Okay. And you just tell him. And I just, please, 
slowly behind me pick up the doll. So he does so. Um, and as he reaches down and he grabs the doll, nothing immediately happens except the humming becomes dimmer. And then the humming slowly starts to break into multiple notes from three, as it was, to six, to eight, to twelve. Roll perception. Oh my god. Six. Eighteen. Bonbon, each of the little creatures are beginning to shake their head, and while still singing in this stacked harmony, look around as though they weren't aware of where they are. And then they are focusing on what they see before them. <coughs> a rogue pointing to the sky and a small um, gnome creature. Sorry, I was like, oh, what is your race? A small gnomish-like figure. Roll initiative. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs>